What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So, let's let's discuss the state of the land. Let's let's look around the league and see what's going on. We have the New York Mets who just don't care about the luxury tax. They're going ahead and spending spending as much money as they need to. We have Shamanaya signing a new deal with the Giants. And some other things to discuss. So let's jump into the New York Mets side of things. So the Mets went out and signed Kodai Senga to a five-year, $75 million deal. He's a Japanese right-hander. And it's going to include a full no-trade clause as well as an opt-out clause, which will allow him to become a free agent after the 2025 season. This is just another significant piece in what's been a busy offseason for the Mets where they've spent a lot of money. I mean, we're talking new deals for Edwin Diaz, Justin Verlander, Jose Quintana, Brandon Nimmo, and David Robertson. Now you add Kodai Senga, who is a Japanese right-hander, who scouts have been familiar with for some time. He turns 30 in January. He spent 11 seasons in Japan, had good numbers over there, you know, 2.59 ERA in his career. He pitched for Japan in the 2017 World Baseball Classic. He pitched against USA in the semifinals, two innings of relief against that team, striking out five. Eric Hosmer, Andrew McCutcheon, Buster Posey, Giancarlo Stanton, and Christian Yelich. He struck them all out. They all went down on strikes against Senga, who was 24 years old at the time. He's a hard-throwing righty. You know, he's wiry frame, six foot 178, but he throws 101 miles an hour. So 101 mile an hour fastball, a biting splitter. And he was only recently declared an international free agent. This was at the end of October. But if you look at the scouting report, it's an exploding fastball with two breaking pitches, a cutter and a slider, which are not as effective as a fastball splitter combo. So he was actually not subject to the posting process in Japan because he accrued enough service time in that league to file for international free agency. So the Mets don't have to pay this release fee to his former team in order to sign him to a major league contract. So adding Senga is just going to further bolster this Mets rotation because just earlier in the week, they added Verlander and they signed Jose Quintana. I don't even think I mentioned that. Jose Quintana signed a two-year deal with the Mets worth $26 million on Friday night. So, I mean, it's just the rich get richer. This is what happens. They they have a they have a huge luxury tax bill, but Steve Cohen doesn't care. You know, he made it clear when he became the owner of the Mets that he was going to do things like this. He was going to go out and spend a lot of money because he knows that's what it takes to win. So, you know, when you're a billionaire, you know, paying what what is their tax going to be? Let me take take a look at this right now. So right now they're looking at around one hundred five million dollars in tax as a penalty. That's that's huge. Okay, let, let's break this down. Let's break this down. So the Mets payroll after signing Senga is going to be around three hundred thirty five million dollars. Okay, the luxury tax number is going to be about. 350 million dollars so the threshold 
is 233. Anybody who spends more than 233 million is subject to the luxury tax. And now it's being unofficially nicknamed the Steve Cohen tax because he, he doesn't care about spending it. This is the Mets' second consecutive year of tax overage, which means they'll pay a two-time repeater penalty, as well as a 90% overage on any dollar spent above the $233 million. So when you do all the math and you figure it out, they're paying $105 million in luxury tax. This is a penalty. just It's straight penalty for spending so much money above the threshold. Baseball does not have a salary cap, but you know a lot of business owners are not trying to pay nine figures in penalties for running their business, but Steve Cohen is willing to do so. To put that in perspective, so the Mets are paying $105 million in penalties. 11 teams aren't even going to spend that much money on their entire payroll. So in other words, the Mets are spending more in tax, more in penalties in 2023 than one third of the league is going to spend on their payroll altogether. That's how much they're paying in tax. So this is already uncharted financial territory. This is obviously what teams like the Yankees, the Red Sox, kind of the Dodgers in recent years have been shying away from trying to get under that threshold. They don't want to hemorrhage money, so to speak. But hey, if the Mets go out and win a World Series, it's going to be worth it. And then some. If you're a billionaire like Steve Cohen, you don't really care about the luxury. You don't care about a $105 million tax bill in the grand scheme of things at the end of the day, you know, because you're running a franchise that's going to be worth hundreds of millions, if not billions. How much, how much are the Mets worth? I, don't, I actually don't even know this. I don't know this, um, what their value is right now. Okay. So they're, they're valued at 2.65 billion. There you go. The Mets are valued at 2.65 billion. They are number six. They're the sixth most valuable MLB team. There you go. So, yeah, I, I mean, this this is not going to be. It's not going to be. I mean, it's a lot of money, but it's it's not going to be what what convinces them to stop spending. You know, so that's what they've done. Because obviously, when you have the star power as well, that attracts fans. Now you know you're going to get a lot more sellouts because people know. Okay, if I go to the Mets game, I'm probably going to see Verlander, going to see Scherzer, going to see Edwin Diaz. Going to see Lindor, going to see Pete Alonso. The list goes on and on and on. Star power sells tickets. So that's what the Mets definitely have going for them in 2023. But on paper, if we go back to, you know, the roster, yes, they got Kodai Senga to help round out the rotation. Strong, strong signing for sure. Strong signing for sure. On paper, I think now their bullpen could use some more reinforcement and catcher as well. I think you can improve. On catcher Francisco Alvarez, their top prospect, is expected to get more big week playing time in 2023. The the starting rotation is definitely set, and then you know some bullpen help would be good. Their lineup is fine. That's where the Mets stand. That's what it looks like to spend stupid money, as Philly's owner John Middleton would say. In other news, Sean Manaya has a two year deal with the Giants. Two years, twenty five million dollars. With the lefty. So it's going to bring him back to the Bay Area where he spent the first six seasons of his career with the Oakland Athletics. So he's going to join a talented rotation that already features Logan Webb, Alex Cobb, 
Anthony, DeSclafani, and Alex Wood. Now you're going to bring Manaya into the fold. This is going to help enhance the Giants' overall pitching depth. The fact that they're getting Manaya likely spells the end of any hopes of bringing Carlos Rodon back. They've probably just pivoted away from him. Rodon's expected to land a pretty lucrative contract. He's the top remaining starting pitcher on the free agent market. And it's been said he's seeking a seven-year deal. And the Giants generally prefer to add free agent pitchers on shorter-term contracts. So, Manaya actually did not enter free agency on a high note. He had a 6.07 ERA over his final 19 games. So, uh, that's seven starts. Seven, sorry, 17 starts. That's not good. You know, six ERA is, is not going to get get it done. But, hey, you got a two-year, $25 million deal. You'll take it at that point. If you're coming off a six ERA and you got $25 million guaranteed, you'll take it. But you look at his overall body of work. He does have a solid big league track record. He turns 31 soon, but his best season for the A's was not long ago. It was in 2021. 32 starts. He had a 3.91 ERA, good for 3.1 wins above replacement, according to baseball reference. So he'll be heading back to the Bay Area. He'll play for the Giants. We'll see how he does out there. I mean, the pressure isn't going to be on him. He's going to be back of the rotation arm. He's not expected to carry the load. It'll be like you know, back fourth or fifth starter, like a fourth starter or something like that. Maybe third, but it'll definitely be Logan Webb, Alex Cobb, probably Tony Disco as number three in that order. So those are the moves we have to announce for today. That's where things stand. You know, still some names out there on the market. We'll see how they go. But that's going to do it for today, folks. If you enjoyed this, please share with someone who'd be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.